And I'll be like, there. At my foot. Yeah. In the foot. Yes. Always, <laughs> always a terrible, terrible thing when you get it in the foot. You know what is better <laughs> than getting it in the foot? A little jig to start the show. Uh, welcome to Time and Stuff, everybody. This is what we do. Uh, yeah. This is what a cool starting sounds like. This is what we do. The thing. The thing. The thing. Here it goes. We got a wonderful show for you, ladies and gentlemen. We got an awesome guest in the house, Desmond Everest. And we're gonna talk about some awesome stuff. Uh-huh. Uh. Hope you guys are comfortable listening to us right now. Whether you're in your car, running on the treadmill, sitting on your couch underneath an alleyway <laughs> trying to get the last little bit of blow <laughs> no, where are you a journey through time and stuff jason and aaron they'll get you where you're going as you navigate the west coast and the milky way do you feel like you're lacking inspiration in your life do you just want to score more touchdowns I just want an underwater basket weave one more time. I used to drive for three nights straight, no problem. You need Kablarg. I've been three days in the desert without water. You start to hallucinate at that point. It had been a deal gone wrong in Juarez, down that Camino Rocoso. I couldn't have made it without Kablarg. stuff is time and stuff journey through time and stuff thank you for listening to journey through time and stuff yeah welcome to a journey through time and stuff time and stuff yeah You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Hey, buddy. Hey. Everybody out there? What's up? Welcome. Yeah. Glad to be here for another eventful episode. Um, we are pleased to welcome this episode, Mr. Desmond Everest. Desmond. Hello, everybody. Hi, Jason. Hi. Aaron. Hey, man. Hey. Good to have you, man. We're, well, good awesome. to, well, we've had you for a while now. We just finally started the episode. Yeah, we've been oh. riffing. It's been great. Uh, yeah, we've been laughing, man. We got so many funny things. Been oh. busy, hard at work. You guys heard a couple of them pop up already. You'll hear more. Okay. Freshly <laughs> minted. Um. So how are you? How are things? I'm great, man. Um, <clears throat> especially today. Like I've been looking forward to coming on the show all mm-hmm. day, and it's been a great companion thought to just the super nice weather. And yeah. the, the, the weather cleared up today. Got super sunny. I know that's like the most exciting thing to start <laughs> the podcast off with with the weather. But I feel like here uh-huh. in Portland, especially because it's April, it actually uh-huh. is like an exciting topic for most people. We're like, yeah, I know the sun. It it didn't go away. It came back this time, right? <laughs> I rode, is, yeah. We appeased it. Yes, it yet again. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. I rode my motorcycle back to work today just because I was like, oh, it's not going to get freaking cloudy. It's not going to go away. It's not going to get wet. You got a nice. good ride today? A little bit, yeah. Awesome. I, I burnt the crap out of my leg. 
Yeah. Um, I have like freaking terrible second degree burns on my leg actually right now due to a motorcycle exhaust. <sighs> um, I just, yeah, I didn't wear proper <coughs> gear one day. It was real nice. It, was yeah. like a, it happens. It was like a week ago. It's Impromptu still, ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's still healing. Listening to too much Kenny Loggins there. You know, <laughs> took that turn. Just <laughs> That's yeah, beautiful. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> cool thing in here right now. Um, Desmond, our guest today, picked the vinyl for today. And um, he busted out some Rolling Stones, man. He picked another vinyl out of the category. Um, today, he chose Sticky Fingers. Which <sighs> is awesome. Because yeah. me and Aaron have talked about it before on the show, the seventies, yeah, being the 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 where all the good records come from. This is yet another record from nineteen seventy one is when this one came out. Um, it's like the death rattle of the sixties, but it's like I feel like the seventies are this much darker trip. Yeah, that, that the music and culture takes, and Sticky Fingers is like a dark album. I mean, it, it totally really rocks. It's like a party album, but it's, yeah. Well, so this is this is the Rolling Stones' eleventh album that they that they had in their series. It's their eleventh album altogether, um, and it came out. And it's the first album they put out in the seventies. It came out in seventy one, so they didn't do an album. And they put out two albums in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, and then they didn't do an album in all of seventy. They just toured. Came out back seventy one. Boom, Sticky Fingers. Well, everything about Sticky Fingers to me is just like, it's one of those albums. I know you're showing me right now the, the, <laughs> the butt. The butt. <laughs> I was just showing. In the I was, tight pants and you've so got the. I was just showing Mick yeah, Jagger. I'm the, assuming this is Jagger. <laughs> I don't know if he is hung that that well. I feel like they got to have a model. See, well, I, like, maybe I, it's Jagger. I really think it's Jagger. It's I, the it, type of pant, I, I think. I just, I, I think the butt is Jagger. That looks like a Jagger butt, I guess. That's that was just that's where I'm at. That's I, I could not be. I have no idea. But we, we we also commented on the fact that the copy we used to have still has the working zipper in it. Yeah. Um, which is I guess pretty rare to it's have. It's pretty it. rare at this point. Like I I was telling you earlier, my dad took his off because he was worried about it damaging other records in on his shelf because mm-hmm. it's a real zipper. You can yeah. unzip yeah. it and all that, and it's just like iconic for. You know, one of those first records that had something weird and interesting about the packaging. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's it's an, one of the Rolling Stones albums that I absorbed later in life because I've been listening mm. to the Stones since I was four. I mean, a like... Wee little man. Since, <laughs> since I was bought a wee one. But the <laughs> they were very much, like, just infused into my childhood because my dad was all the way in the Stones camp. I mean, the only Beatles albums I knew before high school was like Let It Be and Abbey Road. Oh, so your dad yeah. was like... All the way in the per- Stones. 100% camp. Stones, no Beatles. Gotcha. No. Wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, It's like growing up on the, the wrong oh, side dude, of the track. It really <laughs> is. It really is. Luckily, I was... Uh, my, my upbringing was very... Loved both of them mm-hmm. <laughs> equally. As you can tell from the vinyl collection, all the Rolling Stones and the Beatles I have, for the most part, are from my parents. Right on. Yep. Um, anyway, so we're going to go ahead and drop this first track 
that we're going to play for you tonight. Um, it is the first track on the B side because the first track on the A side and the first single is Brown Sugar. And we're not going to play Brown Sugar. Nope. This uh, is not one of those times where we say we're not going to play it and then we play it right, right at the end. Yeah. This is we, actually we, not going to We're play. not going <laughs> to no, play Brown Sugar. <laughs> it's really not going to um, happen. So, so. It's just a sad song. Yeah. And sorry. Uh, it's sorry, depressing. Not, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. So we're going to play the better <laughs> song. We're going to play the first track on the B side, which is Bitch. <laughs> Aaron gets his face up to the record player, gets the needle close, slides it over, drops it. This is fucking awesome. Grooving, dude. One of the best horn parts in any Rolling Stone song. Oh, yeah. It's funny the vocal mix they, they chose to have. Yeah, he's a little bit he's back. A little bit back and I love that that trombone is, is under him the whole time with that, just that little half step that like...
Jumping Bitch. switch. I know. Coming in yeah. just to fill it out. That was yeah, grooving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bitch. That's great. <laughs> hey, and now, don't you guys go running away. I just want to say to all you people out there, don't go running away now because you got the first taste of that little song. Desmond's gonna. We're gonna have some questions. We're gonna talk about stuff. Oh, yeah. We're gonna go into a, another song by the Stones a little later, and then after that, if you guys stick around through us this whole the time, have oh, some fun with us. You're gonna hear our first time ever in studio, and De- Desmond, our first our first guest to play music here in the studio today. Right. First live studio. I'm 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 honored. I feel like the weight of the. The experiment. See, I, if, no, it doesn't, if it doesn't nah. go well, I'm afraid you won't do it with other guests. I, I really gotta like make a good first impression. No, I'm sure <laughs> it'll be fine. We we did a test before you passed. We we little did you know we we <laughs> were testing you earlier. Um, when you were playing, we did the sound check. You thought it was just oh they're just checking it. No, we were testing. I, I I won't see the notes. You passed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, this this note right here. No, this is great. That's you're not gonna see that. <laughs> oh man. In my little Design. mini trash can under my desk. It's pretty no. cute. I can see it. <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's the they're littlest so, trash can available. They're just awesome. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Desmond, brother, good to see you. Glad you're here. Thanks for picking a great record. Thanks. Tell us. Yeah. Talk tell a little us, bit about Desmond, what you like. some stuff. What? Give us like a, a little backstory on you, man. What? Little, where are you from? What'd you do? How'd you find into the boots you're in now um well i found these boots that i'm literally in right now oh, holy shit you're wearing boots that's I'm cool i'm wearing boots that are a <laughs> yeah. lot more worn than the day that i got them but i bought them off of like a 10 year old gypsy in milan um on the streets on a canal actually it's this little kid and he's selling he and his parents just have like a booth at the end of the flea market selling random odds and ends. And there were these super nice boots. And, uh, that's, that's how I got to the boots that I'm in today. Okay. So that was awesome. First of all, let's stop for our listeners out there. He's not lying. That's totally a true story. (laughs) Me and Aaron say some crazy shit. Yeah. But this is actually real. He was really (laughs) in Milan. Um, And, and that's an awesome story. I don't know. Let's, let's, I want to table your boots in Milan. Yeah. Let's table that right now. Um, go back to a younger pre-Milan Desmond. And, and I can take you in. to a pre-Mulan Desmond. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go, go pre-Mulan. Go, so go, let, let's give us like a brief, a brief introduction to the, the, the pre-Mulan era Desmond and then give us a Mulan to Milan era and then a Milan to present. Okay. So we got th- three chapters. So chapter one, um, like Cliff Notes version. Yeah, yeah. I, we, I, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not about to do like the the saga on audio t- audio books. Good. Um, <laughs> but no, okay. I I was born in Utah, and mm-hmm. upon the event of my birth, my parents decided it was probably a good idea to flee said state. Oh, um, so the Mormons wouldn't get you. Pretty much. Cool. Um, yeah. It was like, you know, I mean, they were, it's a lot easier to be. We don't have any listeners in Utah, so I'm fine <laughs> with that. Yet. Not yet. I've got, I, I have yet. very nice relatives, but I'm sure it's they're a wonderful. lot easier to be counterculture uh-huh. when you don't have kids that you're about to put through the public system. Uh, true. School system. Nice no, point. Nice sense. point. So I, I feel like that's 
part of it. And so anyway, I grew up in White Salmon, Washington, which is a, a tiny town that's um, yeah, like hour and if if you know where Hood River is, it is the opposite yeah. side of the river. So I grew up there. And I uh, love the name White Salmon. White Salmon, Washington. It rolls off the tongue. It makes me feel like it's like a small salmon. town. Yeah, it's about three thousand people, so oh, it's pretty. That's it's pretty that's darn great. Small. That's synonymous to our town, to Kenai. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so, so Kenai, so Dotna at the time that we were growing up had about five thousand people, and Kenai had about six thousand people. But and they were they were like eight miles apart. Yeah. And then where I grew up was in Kasiloth, and we had. I don't know, estimated 1,500 to 2,000 people okay, in yeah. where I lived. But then there was Nikiski, which was right about 2,000, 3,000 people, somewhere in that range. And sm- just small little towns everywhere. Yeah, so. it sounds like the whole constellation of towns was all yeah. about in that range. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, everywhere was within, I don't know, from the farthest south, Homer, to us was 70 miles. And then it was about a hundred miles to Seward, which was like the farthest little North town in on the peninsula where we grew up. Okay. And yeah. they were all man, really close to the same size as each other. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's pretty much, I imagine there's like common threads between a lot of sm- towns of that size in terms of community and stuff. I, I grew up in the woods, you know, on some acreage outside of the town uh, started yeah. off in a trailer, and then my dad built a house. I, I rocked Did he build the house around the trailer? <laughs> no. Okay, because I, uh, I it literally... wasn't a fortress like that. Because yeah. I've cause seen houses like that. That was my house. I had a we had a we had a single wide seventy yeah, footer, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, then we built lean. T- we had a lean to on one side of it, and then on the other side we built this big massive lean to that wrapped around the other side of it. And one of my first jobs was. A uh, friend's dad tore the roof off of his mobile home and put this like epic open loft roof, second story. And so like by the time we were done, it was <laughs> difficult to to recognize the original mo- model that had been pulled there by some by cool. a truck. Very cool. It, it was pretty rad. So I know I know what you mean. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's so awesome. So I'm trying to think. Anything important pre Mulan? There was the flood yeah, in '96. So M- Mulan was. <laughs> there was in... my Batman T-shirt. That Mulan. I got. When was when did Mulan come out? I want to find that out for you right now. I, I was, guesses. Can I think, you guess when guys t- try and assess your? I think it was '98 or '9. Just because I think I was. I I remember it was in the Bingen Theater. Bingen is the little town, um, down the cliff, down the hill from White Salmon. And Dude, I remember guys the, are separated by a hill. Yeah, <clears throat> so we we literally looked down on Benjamin. Ninety eight. Okay, so I was right because I was just old enough that like I saw the the it on the marquee of the Benjamin Theater and remember thinking like, well that's that looks kind of lame because I'm starting uh, to get away from cartoons because I was starting to get into James Bond. But how my old mom, are you? I'm twenty eight. Real okay, really? I yeah. thought man, yeah. You you strike me as a, I mean you're right around the same age as all of us, but sure, you strike yeah. me as have more miles on you. You 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 seem older than not that you look older because you 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 look twenty eight. You just seem 
older. Yeah, I that, thought I thought that you mature. I thought that you were no. a young like thirty five or thirty eight to forty. Like I didn't think you were quite as old Going as forty. No, I didn't think that you were <laughs> quite as old as forty. Like hanging out with all these young guys. But, but you <laughs> but, but you struck me as like a young looking mature thirty year old, like later thirty year old is really what I I I just I judged and that's yeah. what I thought. I was wrong. It's cool. It's all an act. It's all just like assumed maturity. The, no, that just means that, that just means that you've put on a lot of miles in a short amount of time. He's done a lot of cool stuff, man. There's a reason Whoa. why his boots are from Milan. Mulan. <laughs> okay, that's so pretty, Mulan is ninety awesome. eight. So in ninety eight, you were in. I, you were like you were third like, or fourth grade, something like that. I was yeah, I was I was little. Yeah. And okay, went inside of the Bingen Theater. It was awesome. It takes only how, how many screens was in the Bingen Theater? Just the one, you know. Oh, it, it was like so we had a two tiny. Orca Theater. Ours had two screens, and we had the Camby had three, but that was the big one. Yeah, we we had Man. so the Bingen Theater went under because we were kind of like this little sister town to Hood River, that's gotcha. across the that's across the Columbia and is uh, has a lot more notoriety. And it's mm. they had a big theater. And they had like a bar theater, kind of like you know the McMinimans theater, oh, yeah. you know, kind of yeah, like yeah. all the all the second runs here. And so everybody went, everybody kind of goes to Hood River for like really good restaurants, live music, seeing a movie, whatever. This um, life. Yeah, and so yeah, it, it it makes it it makes for White Salmon being like a lot more just mellow and and we we have the one screen theater and I don't know. The, the, it took me a while. I'll put it this way: it took me a while to realize that Oregon was another state because we crossed the river almost every day. Gotcha. And to me, as a little kid, going to just, another state was like seemed like a big thing. Like when oh, we would yeah. visit people in Utah, and it's like, well, we're in Idaho now. You know, it was like mind blown. Like people oh, here yeah. probably speak another language. Little did I know I was going to another state every day. <laughs> that's that's funny because well, that us, was we us got that in too. Alaska. Yeah. Like to go to another state, we'd have to get we had to fly there. or drive. And four to days. drive, <laughs> we had to drive four days, days through another country. Like it was this thing like we have to go through Canada. <laughs> this mysterious country like, where they oh say man. they say hey a, and a boot and a oh boot man. and they flip you off and it's true we got flipped off i remember i was 12 my only time driving well no not my only time my first time driving through canada was 12 and i just remember getting flipped off i think because my grandpa was a bad driver but <laughs> but they're pretty flippant with the with the flipping. It's, they call it the canadian welcome that's that's actually the slang really? in canada for they're the big bo- into hockey they're yeah they're Huge. big into hockey it's just flipping off is kind of like a, a th- just a thing. It's the polite way to say "fuck you, mayday." <laughs> yeah, polite right. way, yeah, yeah, right. That's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just this thing. Canada also has super fast yellow lights. Really? Just have you ever been in Canada? No, no. no. I'm. I've. I have traveled a little bit actually, mm. but I have not been to our northern or southern neighbor, and so mm. it's it. It's weird because most people I know have been to at least one or the other, Both. right? And it's on my to do list soon. I, I if I if I were to make a trip out of the country within Don't the go next to year, I, I want to go to Mexico. Frankly, yeah, do it, mm-hmm. um, do it. It's it's all it's brewing in the back of my head how to do that in the next year. Oh yeah, just for like a couple weeks or something. That'd be cool. I can. 
Cool, man. Excellent. Yeah. Um. So that's pre-Mulan. So now give us like a Mulan 98. So let's, let's skip forward a little bit. Let's give you, let's see, you graduated high school in like 2007. Yeah, this is actually our my 10-year anniversary year. I've been Oof. reminded of that. Like, I yeah, guess we had, had that, few, we had that a couple years ago. Yeah. In a few months, it'll be high school reunion season. How does that feel for you? Um, When I put it in those terms, it feels weird because I don't think there's mm. any way I would go to my 10-year anniversary. We didn't go to our I mean, go. I keep in touch with the people that I care to keep in touch with from high school, which, you know, there's a good group of people that I still am close to, but I don't need to. I don't need to go back and hang out awkwardly with all these random people and be like, so, it's 10 funny. years, you know, because yeah. the people that I actually care about, I'll hang out, I'll see it otherwise. How, how big was your graduating class? Um, 98, 94. So ours was 106. Yeah. So out of that, I mean, me and Jason graduated together and we actually walked together and we were the first two people of our entire class to walk. It is really? kind of, yeah, yeah. It is kind you of, were yeah. the front of the line. We were the front yeah. of the line. We, we were the, the first two to walk. We're like welcome, and we said, "Hey, <laughs> we're kicking this son of a bitch off," and we walked. Right. Um, we wore uh, soccer cleats. We wore soccer cleats. All, every senior soccer player, because because our senior soccer team was like basically we we're, were brothers. We had been we we yeah. had all yeah. played all four years. We were the best Kenai. We were the best little state soccer team that had ever been at that point, really? and arguably since then ever has been. That's yeah. a lot of yeah. interesting similarities and if to anyone, our towns. If anyone wants to argue that, yeah, anyone come, that, that you can come, come on our us. show <laughs> and we can argue us. how good your senior year record was and we'll your look junior up the stats. your junior senior year community <laughs> records varsity records were compared to ours, and we'll argue that. But well, when when I was in high school, I remember our uh, oh, our boy. soccer team. You know, for being a tiny town, like they took state. Uh, either my junior or senior year. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yep, that's oh, kind of cool. where we went to. Yeah. Um, so anyways, what I wanted to get at is from, from high school then, college, what that looked like. What'd you, would you, because you, I know you studied language I, and then you, yeah. you're multi-lingual, uh, you're bilingual. Yeah, so uh, college, yeah, that was a, that was the time where I like learned how to make all the mistakes and so I didn't actually have like a super exciting time but i i majored in where'd you go to college i started in community college up in the columbia gorge and i i transferred to psu and that's when i I moved here in in 08 Mm -hmm. oh cool and um yeah i i majored in uh writing like creative writing and uh spanish technically english but um i did a lot of creative writing and i double majored in spanish and that's kind of I was bored in high in college. So why Spanish? Because I was bored. I I, I had to have a second language uh, t- for my English degree for my writing. Gotcha. And by the time I got done with that requirement, I was almost done with my major, and I was just kind of bored and disappointed. Like I just sort of treated it as a job, not as like this like socializing tool. Okay. And like, I only had a few friends, and I was just like, "What is this?" You know, like I've I felt like I had wasted a huge opportunity. Of and what college. year was this? Like oh nine oh ten? Yeah, yeah. It was like it was around there, and and that's when I decided I was like, well, I could get the Spanish stuff's kind of cool, and like I could get a minor, and that would be an excuse to take a term abroad. You know, cool. And so I found like one of the. The cheapest program they discontinued because of all the kidnapping, 
Oh, it was oh, in Mexico, yeah. and I was like, I want that one. It's way cheaper than the others. And they're like, yeah, you can't go there anymore. And so I went to Chile, and um, hmm. that's actually kind of relevant because I would have never met you had yeah. I not gone to Chile because mm. I studied a term in Chile. Mm. One of the most amazing things I've ever done. Like I got an immersion crash course, like lived with a family. We only spoke Spanish. It was intense. But my yeah. next door neighbor is Sexy from ladies. Ke- in Chile, yes, I Chile. In yes, Chile. Um, I, I, you know, sometimes having the language barrier is helpful because when you don't know what to say, you have this massive excuse of "I literally don't know what to say." <laughs> yeah, right. You just um, like make eyebrows. You're just sort of like, if, if if we spoke the same language, I would look like an ass. But I have this great excuse for why I don't know what to say because <laughs> you just. But I need help right now. Yeah. Um, the, the same program was, uh, my friend, Chris, who Mm. is also from Kenai, Chris Larson. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Through him, I, like he and I bonded over just like music and all the stuff. And so through him, I met Ian Upinen, who's, uh, Jason and I's, uh, mutual bandmate. Yeah. Cohort. Cohort. Crash course. He's been on the show. Yeah. You've met Former guest. (laughs) So it all kind of comes full comes circle full look how that is that's so that was college um i i came back from that trip and was like oh i can just do a whole major in this and i just loved speaking spanish and getting better at it and mm. i don't know it felt like something useful and i hadn't felt that before that's cool yeah that's cool so what with uh i don't know i want to go back because we Jason had come up with this question and we missed it when we were talking about the pre Mulan days. I think I know what you're talking about. You want it? What's your favorite? What was like your favorite cartoon as growing up? Is that what you were gonna say? That's exactly. What I, I know you talked say. about you know you had a Batman T-shirt and, yeah. and you just like said it you know but I mean I don't know but yeah we were we, were, we all kind of had our when cartoons. you were a kid well yeah. I so cartoons I, I loved cartoons and. I savored cartoons because I didn't actually have TV growing up um, at all. Um, I had VHSs. Did you not have? Did you not oh, have yeah. TV? So I didn't have. Dude. I didn't have actual working TV. Reliable actual working TV until I was like fourteen. Uh huh. Um, about ten years old, we got a bunny ears. We got we got this antenna out yeah. outside, but r- every day we had to like get up on the roof and turn the antenna. To find the signal and it would come in fuzzy and we'd only get like ABC, NBC, and Fox. And they were like basic just Like you could see things moving behind the static. No, no, no. They were, they were, they were, okay. PBS PBS, would always come in. PBS always came in. He's right. Public broadcasting was actually the most reliable channel to get, which was awesome because I was addicted to Nova. Nova was was sweet. Nova was the fucking shit. And then PS also had Sesame <laughs> Street and Mr. Rogers. And um what did I what uh, else did I read? Reading really Rainbow. Like? Reading Rainbow was Wishbone. my jam. Wishbone. 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 I, I attribute some of my like literary interest to, to Wishbone. Oh. Wishbone and Reading, reading Rainbow. Rainbow. Also, um Dude. Um what was the fucking train? 
Oh, Shining Time Station. Shining Time with Station. With Ringo Starr and George yeah. Carlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. No, no. When you had Ringo Starr and George, that's exactly what I mean. I was like, I was a child of Shining Time Station, dude. Yeah. For real. Lamb chops. Oh, yeah. Lamb chops. Man. All of it. But but see, that was all PBS. And, and like that was one of the best TV. But we had I had to literally get outside. We had a big pair of channel locks that my dad had gone. Because we didn't have a good enough grip. They stayed there forever. They'd never moved. Moved. Right, that no, pair of channel my, locks was just for moved, that purpose. We moved into that trailer in like '93, and we we I lived there through the rest of my entire childhood, and my mom still lives there today. And the the same pole with the same antenna on top of it is still there. Channel lock still a part of it, and that was the handle that we had to <laughs> lean out the front kitchen window of our trailer and grab the channel locks to turn the antenna, so we didn't have to go outside at twenty below to. Get yeah, TV yeah. signal, uh-huh. <laughs> wow. but that was at ten years old. We had that, but before that, all it was was a a small TV, black and white at first. I remember our first colored TV and VHS. Yeah, I was raised on VHS for sure. I do you remember so having? You do you remember cleaning VHS? Do you remember having the the, yeah, the, yeah, the cleaning clean, the tape? Cleaning tape. Oh, with yeah. dropping the drops inside of the the cleaner tape that you had to put into. Oh shoot, we 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 never used the drops. Oh, I, I, I never put, used drops I either. I just put the cleaning tape in. Oh, the, yeah. I remember my dad saying, like, it has. you can only put it in for, like, a little bit, like, just a second, and then you got to get it out real quick. And so I would just, like... That's because it would wear off the cleaning material, but they were supposed to come with a, an alcohol, like, an alcohol-based drop, like, liquid system. Uh-huh. And they had oiling holes, dropping, like, wetness holes inside... In the, it, of, on the bottom of the cassette tape itself. I and remember. You would, you would drop the liquid in the thing, and then you would put that in the in it, and it would like re-lubricate the cleaning strip that was in the tape and re-clean your heads, yeah. See, I never used it either. We would just fucking run them. We'd just run them. we just put them in the thing and just like, Burn. that's what cleaned it. Like, Yeah, that's how I, that's how I thought it worked. It was like... Some but when we clean, yeah. But later, we you know we had a CD cleaner, like you know, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> remember the little brushes on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. So yeah, you back in the college, laser, the laser cleaner. Um, when did when did you mute your music start in all of this? Um, <clears throat> I started playing music in middle school. You know, oh, the, the, the so awkward pr- years where you you need like a hermit shell crab to retreat into, and so yeah. I'd, Typical, just started playing mm. guitar. Um, was that your first instrument? Yeah, guitar. Guitar and trumpet kind of started. A, I, I started guitar first and then dropped it. And then I heard punk rock and was like, okay, actually, I do want to play guitar. <sighs> and at the same time, I was convinced to, to join the school band by my friends. And they they stayed in for like a year or two, but I got converted into a total band nerd. So I play guitar awesome. and trumpet. What uh, first band? Like, what was what was that? You said you heard punk rock. Okay. What was the first band you heard that was like, oh, holy um, shit, I ag- need to again, do this? Again, pretty typical and not that exciting, but just Green Day, just Dookie. I, I, I no. still love <laughs> that album. Awesome. And like, Dookie is it probably... Was, it'll, go, it'll go down in history, Hall of Fame yeah. style. Oh, yeah, no, it's awesome. And it, it like... I love was, that. I had never heard anything that made me feel that way. I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to play guitar because of this. If I want to do that. And then by the time, I feel like everything was sort of staggered. By the time I was good enough to play Green Day and other punk bands that I like more, 
I got into like a bunch of California punk bands, you know, No Effects and Rancid. And, so, oh, uh, hell yeah. Um, Social Distortion. Social Distortion. Uh, Bad Old Religion. 98s. Pennywise? Um, Pennywise. Okay, Heck, yeah. cool. You can pretty much cool. just buy a punkorama from that era and just like. Social Distortion was, was my into. jam for a while. No, they're awesome. I, I And trying to think. Well, yeah, just a bunch of punk bands. But by the time I could play that kind of music, I wanted to play like the Chili Peppers. And by the time I could play some Chili Peppers, I wanted to be Jimi Hendrix. And so it just mm. was like a slippery slope, you know, gateway music. Beautifully said. And um, I, Right. So That's cool. I, went I, that, I went that same way, but further metal. Like the same slope you went, but metal yeah. side. I, I had a metal phase. I mean, I, I still like metal a lot. and um, But when I was interested in playing it and it, listening to it was seventh grade. Um, Metallica was, I still love Metallica, but they were my favorite band, hands down. Yep. For, yep. Um, seventh, eighth grade, I got into like, you know, Tool and System <laughs> Look, of a Down. We got, I, I am like, Shrine. Left and right, I am enshrined with Metallica. And then the right. Pink Floyd. Yeah, we got Beautiful those. Pink Floyd. It, yeah. That's the only thing we have in this whole room framed, other than our fox watching over us, is Pink Floyd. <laughs> I, I didn't even see the fox. We, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I I liked I still like metal. It my playing took me in another direction that but kind of like you were saying. I, yeah. I um and I started playing in bands that were just, you know, there were so few other kids that were interested in rock playing instruments and so you just kind of started playing bands that would last like 2 weeks and then you'd True. the same four people in different con, you know, con configurations. Fig, there you go would um you know make a new band and you know then once it was in high school you started to get together with just whoever you know they could be way older or way younger and just trying to trying to make right. a band for like that school year yeah um cuz there was True. no shows to go to there were like local bands would fizzle out so quickly that like you were your own shows like you know we just it the jam session was like a very exciting thing i felt like the earnest kind of mm-hmm. green young kid like oh boy you know because i would be playing with guys that had already graduated when i was a freshman and i was just like whoa this is heavy you know like <laughs> right i gotta show up because these guys are really good uh-huh. and so i just kind of did that and then in college it really sort of fell flat for a while like i was writing songs in my bedroom while i was writing papers yep yeah. Um, until I met, been there. <laughs> really, until I met Ian Upinen and like started to like. Mm. What year was that? 2011, 2011, 12, around the cool. time I graduated. Because um, after I graduated, I formed a band that he was a part of for a while. Um, and it was called Reruns. And I was just, I was finally deciding, like, okay, I got to get out of my shell and like meet musicians in the Portland scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. When I moved away from Portland, that I left that, but then came back to make Naked Luck, basically. Heck yeah. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Beautiful little story, man. Right? I think that brings us, yeah, from Mulan. To Milan. Like, so how'd you get, how'd you, how'd you we get to Milan? skipped over Milan, but now give us, give us how you got to Milan. Okay. Well, no, let's do this. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off, be a little dickish here. Let's play our second song. I'm I'm about that. I like. And that. then yeah. we'll come back. I want to hear your trip to Spain. Let's have a little bit of Spain talk, and we'll hear. Uh, I don't know, man. You play a little bit of your original shit. Sure. Sounds awesome. Great.
I don't know. Say something because it can't be just quiet time while I get this record ready. Oh yeah, he, he's putting the the record where it needs to be. Wow, are you sure this is better than the silence? <laughs> <laughs> See, I like I try to get this narration, this narrative voice. Oh, here we go. And then usually we say if there's trail off or not. You know, if he has a good drop or not. But well, I heard a little sneak peek there. It that's is. it. <laughs> so this is. This intro is one of my favorite things that the Stones ever did. It's not very Stonesy. They it's, were. It almost sounds like Zeppelin a little bit. It's like Zeppelin and like it's got a very Americana kind of vibe. Oh, it totally does. I feel like they were. I don't know. They heard like Neil Young or all those. It's Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. This yeah. is very Bob Dylan actually. I guess, yeah, I could hear that. That was a nice little hook. I love the way that it's kind of buried in the mix, but the way the piano sounds, you can hear the room on the piano. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll listen. You really can.
getting in oh, there, yeah. man. Yeah, Jagger's voice just shreds like nobody else. It's it really so does. Funny. He shreds. That was beautiful. Yeah. Chills every time. <laughs> and really, also another another great artist that they are like to- totally mining here is Van Morrison. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I forgot about that, but those awesome string parts. I'm like, oh, that just totally reminds me of Astral Weeks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pretty cool composition right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What they give you for the trail out of this song. Well, yeah. At the end, too. And, you know, they never have, like, an official piano piano player. player. There's no, no, like, official Rolling Stones keyboard player, but everybody that ever plays with them is just incredible. And a lot of the interesting creative stuff on this song is is that are those piano parts that he's doing. So that was Moonlight Mile. That was the last song on the B-side. Um, and Price, I don't know who that guy is, Jay Price. He was their uh, piano player on that one. I bet, I'm not sure, but I'd be interested to see if he played on a lot of their records. But I don't know. Um, I, I feel so like they actually, had somebody. It actually shows he was on... So Price played on Bitch on the B side. He played on Bitch. Then he played on I Got the Blues and then Moonlight Mile, which we just listened to. But he wasn't on any of the A side hmm. at all. Interesting. It was all a guy named Stuart. Interesting. Well, they were the stones. They could get They just, they get just did what they, they want. Yeah, man. Right. Excellent. So you... um. Let's see. You you went to. Tell us about your you, you your Milan. I want to hear like more you. about the boots. Yeah, <laughs> where, where the where the boots come yeah, from them, on my journey through time and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, after graduating, I I got tired of moving furniture, and so I moved to Spain for two years to teach English, and I w- always knew I wanted to. Um, live in another country for a while and I just felt antsy like I had to do that and what made you find Spain um people I knew through the Spanish department recommended it they were like yeah if you want to live in a Spanish-speaking country and have a gig that pays the bills while you're there like there was a program through the Spanish Ministry of Education that um, a few people I knew either had done it or knew people that had done it. So it was just like a, a good tip I got. Yeah. Um, and I was like exploring that. And I, I I liked the idea of being able to live in a Spanish-speaking country mm. and be able to visit Europe too. Because um, oh, yeah. I was, you know, I was curious. Of the literary part of me was interested in seeing old mm. places that sure. were... Sure, of course. Where Hemingway went, you know... <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
Oh, man, that's really cool. <laughs> that's so awesome. So what was your, I don't know, what was your favorite... That's crazy it sound. Um, what was your favorite? What was your favorite uh, place to like visit in Spain? Or kind of your? Well, I lived uh, in the south. I lived in mm-hmm. Andalusia, which is uh, olive country. It's it's like gotcha. fairly arid, and um, you grow a lot of olive trees and you grow a lot of sunflower seeds. And um, did you <laughs> eat, did you eat sunflower seeds? Yeah, I did. Um, I walked on a lot of them. You'd go into a lot of bars, and there'd just be sunflower seeds, like the shells, just everywhere, ca- carpeting the floor of these of these little bars. And uh-huh. you know, they'd sweep it out once a day, about once a gotcha. week. Gotcha, once a week. Gotcha. That's a yeah. pretty big difference between yeah. day. It, and week. It got pretty thick in certain in certain establishments. In certain areas, um, they're just like. So what did so did you go there with someone hired to? Like 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 a family to work with or uh, through a uh, public schools. Oh, so you were teaching kids. Yeah. Okay. Very high schoolers, cool. high school, middle school, and um, I would, in their school. Yeah, and I would work. Okay. I would work with teachers. There would be like the main teacher, and then I would come in to different classrooms and be like, "Oh, it's the day that you're going to have your English lesson in whatever topic it is." Like, because they tried to do it in inter, an interdisciplinary bilingual program where you would have like. Today, you know, you're going to have your English lesson in history or in math class or whatever. So I just kind of hopped around and helped the teachers by doing native speaker English in whatever subject they taught, which was super fun. Like I got to do history classes, art classes. It was really cool. What a trip. Ah, So, so did that sounds so fun. That sounds amazing. So my, my only question is for kids like from Spain and you're saying like wine country, Spain. Orchard or vineyard, olive. like olive country. Yeah. There, there was wine too, though. Yeah, but like, oh, but wine, I'm thinking like, like, olives. like, like big, just expansive farm country. Yes. basically. Yeah. Um, they probably don't hear a lot of English. So if it wasn't you and it was a guy from Texas or Alabama or Boston, like, like, sent like big Jersey accent. Sure. Like, like, would that be? Uh, do, do do they look out for that thing or do? That thing. I mean, it's it, it's the kids. A, no, yeah, yeah. the kids definitely not. Like they have not had that level of exposure, and they had to explain that I was from the United States and not from England. Like that, they thought I would be from the UK because that just made okay. more sense. They had more of a relationship with that because, like, a lot of Brits uh, would gotcha vacation or retire in southern Spain, so they were like, "Oh, well, you're an English speaker. You must be from the UK." So they had to kind of explain, "No, no, he's from America." And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, re- I know, I remember having a conversation about Southern accents that was super interesting with another teacher who was a friend of mine. Um, he was watching true detective and he, he was, <laughs> he, he was practicing his English and he came up to me and he's like, I cannot understand a fucking thing they're saying. Like, and I go, well, yeah, they're all from Louisiana, Texas, you know? And, and it was interesting cause you know, he'd be like, I can't understand him. Like, I'm like, well. You know, Matthew McConaughey, he's actually from Texas, and so yeah. is Woody Harrelson. And, like, that guy, you know, that bit actor, like, he, that's a Louisiana accent, you know. And and that yep. just kind of, like, blew his mind. And kind of mine, too, because I never really thought, thought of it. it. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so in your, because in, really what's really super interesting to me has, has, like, I never had this as a kid, because growing up in Alaska, everybody talks the same. Really. True. Right. 
I mean, and, in my and, town too. I mean, we all talk yeah. Well, the same. I, I would say I would say people in the Pacific Northwest talk exactly like we talk in Alaska. Yeah, there's no linguistical difference or like draw. Say, we sound similar. <laughs> yeah, we sound the, like we're from but, the same but the place. But the way we the 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 the. the uh, speed at which we speak um because you'll find a lot of southern people speak with a slower a just bit draw slower. overall not the draw on the not on the vowels but just the way that they space the words out yeah and then you'll find people from the east coast actually have a quicker talk and they kind of have this thing that they kind of run really faster or maybe people from los angeles talk really faster when they have this thing but then he'll do big pauses because then they have the can't guys are thing with it that's how. Yeah. That's what they'll do. It's <laughs> weird, but we have we have kind of a, a, a I don't know. I find a normal rate of speech. <laughs> well, and 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 I a mean. volume too. I've noticed that like, I've noticed compared to people on the East Coast, we speak a lot softer. And I am soft spoken yeah. even for my region, for my you know mm-hmm. dialect, so to speak. And so. Speaking to people from the East Coast is incredibly frustrating because yeah. I feel so quiet, you know. Because I feel quiet, you know, just talking to anybody, but mm, it true. just it just exacerbates it terribly. <laughs> um, and oh, but it was interesting in Spain is that like accents are incredibly pronounced, and after a a year and a half of living in the South, I was catching a ride in kind of like a car sharing app thing from the middle of the country from a town called Toledo um down back to <laughs> the sweet. city of Granada where I where I lived. Oh, you lived in Granada? Yeah, okay. I lived there the second year. I okay. Know. That was a super cool town. Like I I, I have no problem. So now how dropping, big was that? Like, how big was that? Um how many people in Granada? Uh, like hundred hundred thousand? Yeah, hundred I mean somewhere in the low two hundreds. I okay. I, I have okay. only a very rough idea. It wasn't a big town. Like right. in terms of like scope geographically, but there a were a lot of people. It was very close dense, together, right? Very dense, yeah, yeah. Um, and it made it awesome. It was like a toy city because I could so, just walk around. So everywhere. you would have like mm. a mile, like like North Portland, like here, like our little spot to like Kenton Delta Park area size. Right, but everybody lives in apartments. I mean, they're right, right. in that I mean, whole area. I mean. they're, they're there all is no backyard. No, you know, of course. Like, that's, what, that's what I was yeah. getting to. So you have 200,000 people in that area of a size where right now there's like 30,000 people in that area of a size. Right. Yeah, that's, I think that's a, that's a good analogy for sure. Um, so what I was going to say is that on the car ride down to the south from the, the middle, Mm-hmm. They know obviously they knew I was a foreigner, but they noticed that I spoke with a Southern Spanish accent. They were like, "Oh yeah, you you've been living in Andalusia because I That's, was picking up those, yeah. you know, with just that was the Spanish I heard. Yeah. So I was picking up yeah. a lot of those um things, dial yeah. um, um influ uh inflections. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I was so I was saying I've. I've re I was kind of getting to earlier. Um, I've recently become infatuated in linguistics, just not like actually going to co- just a study on my own yeah. and thinking about language. And when I, I've never, so the only other language I've ever tried to learn was Dutch. That's um, a hard one. What is it? Well, comparatively, I mean, I, I've never tried it, but so, the, it has a reputation of being hard. Like the Dutch, based on where they are and the fact that 
everyone else just speaks German or French or English. They just learn all three, and it's just easier for them than someone trying to speak Dutch to them. You huh. know? That's just the reputation I've heard. I've ever no, I've Weird. never tried it. Well, wow. so in I've I tried to learn Spanish a little bit in high school. I remember only I only did a semester, and I I hated the what I found incredibly difficult. I I don't say I want to say hated was what tense it's in or what um gender it is right the words are and what i what i found in my little menial learning of dutch was that was not as complicated as spanish seemed to be at the time but what i really wanted to get to more and ask you was um being there and becoming immersed in it did you find that speak okay do do you find one language to be easier than the other as in maybe more words to explain things because i know like in learning dutch they actually seemed like they had more little explanatory words and and um you know adjectives and adverbs than we do in our english language but yet we have more nouns than it seems they do I had the a similar feeling, especially around nouns. Um, I would ask, like, what is this? And they would say something very generic. And I was like, yeah, but we've got, like, a, for this specific kind. Right. That's um, my point. But yeah. there were a lot of verbs that I found very interesting and a lot of phrases. And, like, with Eng- with native English speakers that I knew there, we would spanglish it up all the time. And there were little phrases that I started using when I was speaking English, but I would throw in these little Spanish ones. That to everyone, help everyone, give yeah, the, like, an enunciation to the action you were taking? Yeah, everyone knew what I meant and just preferred it in Spanish. And gotcha. I remember that was something that I was I missed, you know, when I, in the first weeks um, being back in the States, being like, oh, yeah, I can't use that that little Spanish term. It's just going to sound dumb. You know, it won't make sense. Um, but yeah, there were things that just felt like it... Ex- in both camps, I, I felt like there were things that I missed from English and there are things that I wish we had in English that I had in Spanish. Yeah. So, so, but cool. I guess, do you find one a more like co- like basis covering language? Yeah, easier language. I don't want to use easier because it's such kind of like a broadly bitched around word, but... Yeah, honestly, like I a, feel like though... Because for me, try not to have a bias. Because no, no, no. Yeah, I it obviously English is easier for me. But if someone is learning one language or the other, I feel like Spanish is easier to learn because it has more structure. Like English is really a bastard language of a whole bunch of stuff thrown on top of each other, and so it really, (laughs) from the outside perspective, makes no sense. Right. Well, that's in. In kind of my delving in, I've I've found that I've and, and not having ever really learned another language, but hearing people who are native speakers of another language who English is their second language, seeing how they compose sentences. Like I watch a lot of debates, I watch a lot of um, big forums and and, and exposés and and talks and things like that by a lot of different people from around the world and seeing how they compose their sentences in English because they're speaking English, but it's their second language, gives you 
like where they tend to go as defining words, you know, for either for actions or nouns. Um, really, it, 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 I hear phrases that I've never been, exp- I've never even heard in, in English speak, even in being in school or being in college or anything like that. Like there are ways that they compose a sentence that actually to me goes, God, I wish, I wish that was a way, like, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. One, uh, w- one that I can think of actually is when describing something in, in set, in so far as, in so far as, yeah, I mean something yeah, like that. So, so instead so, of because, in, or instead of, instead of, yeah. instead of. That's what I, yeah. Well, in, I, instead of in so far as this, in, instead of in this, so far as because, in so far as, in so there is no because of. it's, it's in, instead of in so far as. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Know, I just say, but right, but you know, so those <laughs> the the things I hear, and I'm like. Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, I don't know. Language is good, and it, to to see someone who has obviously studied a bit of language, I just questions are interesting. Man. Yeah, I and I I think about that like, you know, w- these really cool words that we don't use that somebody randomly picked up, you know, in a textbook or from who knows what source. Because I read a lot of um, a lot of Spanish poetry, um, Pablo Neruda, who's a Chilean poet. Um, cool. I got picked up a lot of vocabulary from his poems because I was really into literature and poetry. And I just would use these words and every once in a while people would give me a weird look like, that is really? a really obscure word you're pulling out, man, to, yeah. talk about, to talk about going to the grocery store or something, you know, because oh. it was it was hyper poetic. and yeah, I didn't know. You know so yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like I, I've been the subject of that kind cool. of interesting interactions. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. That is really neat. That's cool, man. Um, I don't know, man. <sighs> we just went places. That's good. It stuff. makes me feel exploded. Yeah, I haven't Explode. actually. I haven't really studied too much into other languages, <laughs> actually at all. Man, I I don't know. I love composing lyrics and I love writing, and I don't know. I feel like I don't write enough right now, and maybe I should just start like a journal. <laughs> oh, journals are great. I endorse journals on this show and any other platform. It right. is something that, even if no one, hopefully no one sees my journals, but like I'm <laughs> glad that I have them. That's that cool is. that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of. I used to write every day. I self compose all my. This kind of becomes mine. Yeah. It's like a, a conversational journal. It, yeah, it in does. A way. Especially the, the bazooka episodes. For True. The, since we started them, when it. like So we do midweek episodes. Just yeah, yeah. Them. I like and, those ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those kind of like feel like my journal. For sure. <laughs> Um, you want to uh, you want to hit us with a song? The 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 Virgin live performance in on Journey Through Time and stuff. Heck the yeah, Virgin. Oh, we'd be honored, man. I'll give It'd it a cool. shot because I've been staring at you over there. That guitar is sitting there, and it just looks might all... as well. Okay, I'm gonna pick it up now. This is gonna be. Yeah, we'll see how it sounds. Like we said, this is you know the first one. So let's see. Oh, there it is. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to play an acoustic version of a song, of a Naked Luck song that Jason and I play in that band. Um, 
just because it lends itself to an acoustic version and i'm not super warmed up but we'll, we'll see how this goes this is called um this song is called ghosts around this part of town Anything will try and catch you in the dark So close around it's hard to breathe In the last place left that's been forgot Molly, you done better than what you got from me It's filling up out here in the outcrowd As we're going down with the ghosts around this part of town With the ghosts around this part of town And the cold will bite and lick your fist Let you shake in the face of a smiling god where the cars all sleep and the coats are rust Was a place apart and now it's gone It's filling up out here in the outcrowd As we're going down With the ghosts around this part of town With the ghosts around this part of town around this part of town How many times have we heard the sound I could have held it up but I put it down Like a ghost around this part of town Like a ghost around this part of town Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, See, that I, was really good. No, See, keep I, that keep that in your lap. Keep that guitar in your lap. Oh man. All right. We've uh so here's, here's something funny. I realized once you had started playing that my chair leg had bumped my pedal board because you're running through my pedal board because I have like some really nice little compressors and things that make instruments sound great at, into our board. And I had put on an effect. Oh man, he, that I hadn't, that we hadn't planned on being. So that was a little bit of distortion. So play, play. Just give me a couple little. Hear the little bit of just like, this, a little bit of distortion that's there. Or there's this. Oh yeah, I totally feel the difference now. Oh man, I like it though. I'm glad that that, that was a happy it accident. It makes it feel more like Moonlight Mile to me. That's what I mean. <laughs> like it, it was an accident, cool. it, and I'm glad that like. 
because we would have noticed immediately if I had like bumped it into a really shitty effect because I have a lot of like distorted effects and stuff. Uh, but that was one of my or... calm, just like bass, just slight crunch, def- uh, you know. Oh yeah, I sounded great. But that's that's this is <laughs> this is what we had planned on it sounding like when you had right. Um. Yeah. Do you want to back to the other one? That's awesome. Back to the other effect. Effect. Um, <laughs> do you want to play another song? Do you want, do you want to do another one, or what do you think? Was um, that one? Was that enough for you? Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Are I, you a one and really, done kind of guy, or do you want more than one? You know, I, I think I'll I think I'll move out while it, while you know keep keep them wanting more. You know. There you go. Beautiful, no, cool. beautiful. Yeah, me and you. Have, I don't know. I've played that song with Naked Luck a little bit. I like I like having the acoustic. That's cool. I've like, seen you guys do I like a the nice I've, little. I've seen I don't know, you I like do the picking a, and the hammer. Th- yeah, that was really nice. You had a couple really nice double hammer-ons in there, little, little licks, some slides. Really tasteful playing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I've seen you guys do that song mm-hmm. as a, as Naked as, Luck as, as, as unit. the f- big five piece that yeah. was yeah. had yeah. A, you know, and that 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 was a. Like big performance, but that totally different feel mm-hmm. with that, and I'm glad I we got I got that with the tone, the little mini distortion tone, because that's pretty snippet. cool. It, it fit it perfectly, yeah. And there's I don't have any recordings of that song. That's just the you know the bedroom version. So. <laughs> well, I'm gonna cut that out, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll I'll cut that one section out of the song, and I'll make it its own little track. It and should, I said it should be ghosts, so, and then in parentheses bedroom version. <laughs> bedroom version. You said bedroom. I love that. Um, That's so funny. This has been a bedroom for multiple people. Actually, this yeah. has been a bedroom for four different people that have lived one of, in this house. So, oh yeah. Um, before it became our sound room, and actually, it originally started as the band room. This is where me when we first moved into this house, me and Jason set up in this room. There was nothing on the walls. We had no furniture in here. Mm. We literally had this stereo guitar. system. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got this at Goodwill for like $7. We could plug in guitars, and he had his congas in his cajon, and we would just make guitar music. And Yeah, we'd plug an electric guitar into this. Or, or my bass. Stereo. Wow. Oh, yeah, or your bass. It would work. And it, now I use it as a piano monitor. Yeah. <laughs> How far the space has come. I know, right? That really puts it in perspective but it, for it, me. But it actually <laughs> looks like a uh, an actual studio now, which oh. is something that we're glad we, we work toward. Um, so, hey, so now let's give us, I want to hear, so you, uh, when did you go to Milan and where exactly is Milan in Spain? Milan is, is sorry. It's is, capital. It's in uh, it's, it's not in, in Spain. It's in Italy. Oh, it's in Italy, not Spain. Spain. There's, well, um, that's where I messed up. Sorry. But you have been to Spain Don't be too. sorry. I was the one who was... <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought that too. Yeah. No, I uh, I was just there on a trip, you know, because I, I lived in Spain for two years, and it's pretty easy to get around in Europe, and I uh, mm-hmm. I was meeting a friend in Milan who was moving there, and I'd never been there. And uh, I, I did a lot of trips out of Spain when I had... I was on a school schedule, so I had a lot of built-in breaks for work, and I would just plan to get out of the country and go see, I don't know, somewhere else. And mm. so went to Italy, got some boots off of a kid. Um, <laughs> went to a lot, went to a lot uh, of places. No, we're, Dude, we're, Italy we're is back a boot. To, 
We're back. Yeah, it's so one. Italy is a boot. <laughs> Italy is like that's what they tell it's, you. It's the shape Every of kid. a boot. Yeah, it's it's the boot in Europe. It's right there. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so I want to bring this. But we're back to the table. We finally hit it. <laughs> Explain to me in a little more detail than you just got boots off a kid, because that I because that yeah. could really be taken that you just punched them. You said nice boots, kid. <laughs> Punch them. <laughs> Did he just like well, take kinda, his, kinda, kinda like did he bit. did he just like juke you for some boots and like oh I give you ten bucks oh you give me twenty bucks I give you change for twenty bucks ten bucks back and then you take him twenty bucks he's like oh no no twenty bucks no change no what's going on you get boots. not that not quite that bad I I honestly I I feel bad because like you know I swear the kid was you about ten feel years bad? well because I I tried <laughs> I tried haggling with him okay which cool made no, me look super lame because I have no haggle skills. So, and it was with this 10-year-old kid who's like, seriously, dude, come on. <laughs> They're already super cheap. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, we're at a, we're at a flea market. I'm, I'm just trying to blend in. Didn't work at all. Um, and uh, But how much, like, okay, go were, more. They were 10 euros, I mean, they, which is any more. What, 15 like bucks. bucks or something. They were a steal. And how long have yeah. you worn them for? Oh, a couple of years now, like. But a, a bit, like you oh yeah, I, I've worn they they transition. They were really nice before, but they they turned into my work boots. So they've okay. taken a lot of abuse in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I do too. I just rotate my shoes. I have a nice pair. Yeah. Sometimes I buy two of the exact same pair of shoes because I know I'm super rough on it, and then I'll just like. I really like these shoes. I've never met anybody go through more shoes than Jason. Yeah, yeah. I do actually. I'm kind of a girl in that way. Well, no, no, it, it's not, not that you're a girl that you way. go through shoes. It's in anything like I've never seen anybody wear out pairs of shoes faster yeah. than you. Like they get holes in them, the seams bust, like the heels come off, like way faster than anybody I've ever met. Your feet, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I guess I use them. The hardest walker. <laughs> I'm a foot grinder. There's Paul Walker and then there's Jason Walker. Jason. <laughs> right. You walk hard down life's <laughs> dusty <hard>. road. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Camino. Camino Rocoso. Camino Rocoso. Camino Rocoso. <laughs> That's funny. We came back Rocky to that. Rocky Road. Man, good times. We had a fun little sesh. We already talked and played some commercials for you, but... Is good, it, good times you, in the you studio. You have a better you have a better vantage than I do. Is is Aaron uh, flipping the record over? Yes, it seems as if he has chosen the A side, and he's gonna play something a little bit more rocking. I'm guessing. No, I'm just kidding. What is he gonna buy? He might not even know. He's plumbing the depths of the vinyl for inspiration. Right. He's just running his finger over it, and in hopes that he can hear it. That was the perfect drop. I didn't hear it at all. I heard it. It was a good drop. Just the riff coming in. (laughs) You were so stoked. I wanted this to just. You know, I guessed it. I knew you were going to pick something a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, you got 
Wow, that was a first. I've never seen such a big man crawl through such a tiny little hole. He made a quick escape from something urgent. My bitch little bladder couldn't handle it. <laughs> we kind of said we kind of said a little bit. You might not have heard exactly I what didn't was hear, happening. I but didn't hear. We yeah. mostly listened to the track. But well, that's okay because I knew it had a lot of trail off, and it was a good one to just play uh, in out. We could hit some good, kind of, you know. Consult. I hope you don't. I grabbed a beer. Oh, I don't mind. Go for it, man. I wanted cheers. That's oh. why I kind of got the sampler pack. Sometimes I do like that, you know. Get a twelve pack of I like four have, different types. You guys of beers. just opened a new one. I want to cheers. Cheers, you yeah. Cheers. I hope you heard that, guys. I hope you can have a drink with us if you're out there listening to this. Unless you're driving, if you're driving right now, yeah, you can't. Don't don't yeah. drink with just us. Don't drink and drive. Pause it. Come back to it later. Yeah, you can rewind it to this part when you get home and you're on your back porch and you have your own nice, cool beverage. Exactly. Ice something tea. You know what I'm going to do my next day off? I'm going to sit in the sunshine on the porch and I'm going to play some acoustic guitar. That sounds beautiful. Dude, it's been a long time. really nice. What's your perfect day, Desmond? I, well, like, you know, on the porch. Or, well, just, you know, whatever. No, it could no, be anything. anything. Or just a if day off. If you could imagine a perfect, a perfect day. Well, or, you know. without getting too boring, I like <laughs> to, when I don't have any obligations, I can become fairly introverted and just kind of mess around on projects. But, like, mm. I would wake up and I would write for, I would have a very nice, productive writing spell in the morning. And then I would like to go outside some kind of physical activity out in beautiful weather you know like mm-hmm. hiking or biking um and definitely making music mm-hmm. and i like to end the day on the back porch like as the sun's going down with either a beer or some bourbon and like it's warm out bourbon. you know and i can hear maybe i can hear crickets or i can hear the birds getting ready for bedtime there you <laughs> go. The sun's going down and like the light is colored and and I can just be still in that and there's probably people that I want to hang out with in the house, you know, but I'm and I'll do that once it's dark. That's 
that's a pretty perfect day for me. There you go. Fuck yeah. Right? That's awesome. That sounds like a hell of a day. No, that's a good day. I almost... It's, I like that. It sounds like you still have, like... I don't know. You, you. I like what you said about, like, still having the people around, but, you know, but still having that time to yourself. And that is, like... Having the, having the people there as a writing, choice. You know. But yeah. not having to make that choice. Right. And just and being okay. able to enjoy the, the quiet when the sun's going down and, like, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm... I don't know. I can get fairly introverted, but but I feel like when I'm have a good time in that space mm-hmm. like on my perfect day i'd spend a lot of time by myself but also yeah. a lot of time coming back to the people that i'm really stoked to be around true yeah totes yeah I, I got a question for you we had we started this conversation last episode and it is i have to ask you what do you think is more possible <laughs> alien life or like more of a human-esque mammal life underwater on our planet that we haven't discovered yet. So alien life out there that we haven't discovered yet, but uh-huh. intelligent or a, I, don't, I hate the word mermaid, but a, or mermaids. A, a, an intelligent, sophisticated mer- mammalian species underwater that's undiscovered as of yet. What do you think is more probable? I want to believe in the aquatic m- mammal society, but honestly, like, <laughs> as a very conservative better, I'm going with intelligent life in the universe. Yeah. Because I feel like we would have run into them at this point. But like, if they're so intelligent, wouldn't they have been hidden? Wouldn't they hide themselves from? Isn't that part of the thing? Is like, they, wow. if being an intelligent mammalian, I kind of cover this a little bit. And I don't want to beat it to death, but I just want to throw this out there as a, just a, a, a point for you. I'll, I'll brief it. If they were if they were smart enough and they've been around long enough on the planet, they would have are their society would have already been evolved to a pretty significant point close to where they are now. By the time we on land first develop ships, so old creaky canoes and, and logs w- vine together, barely moving out with outriggers on them, they would have been like. What are these people doing? And all of a sudden, we figured out better ships and better ships. And then they were fucking, they floated better. And they, they made leaked a lot less. Of noise. And then they started making noise. And then they had a, after paddles and a bunch of paddles. And lots, then they had engines. And then they started making spills in the water. Like, don't you think, as a intense, in, in, uh, intelligent species, watching, having hundreds of years with us making the ships better to be like, they're getting better. Oh shit! They can build something that can go underwater for long periods of time. Where we're at, I feel like if they were there, you're onto something. They they would be, you know, they would be note. You know, like what are what are the dry that, people doing? Right, like Exxon, the Exxon Valdez oil spill, like that, like Exxon, like any oil spill, anything ever would just like turn make the case against them being found by us worse and worse yeah i I could definitely see that i that's my only point of contention for in support of them otherwise i'm with you yeah no i i would like to think they're out there um and again if if we're just talking most probable if i'm just doing betting odds i'm just going going with the the old old fashioned good old extraterrestrial do you you spend much time do you ever think about aliens much check um actually i not a whole lot have you ever had an alien experience have you ever had an experience that you 
would call extraterrestrial on the simple fact that it's more unexplained than anything? Oh, you know, nothing too interesting. I, I remember once as a little kid, and, you know, such being so little that it's before the time that you ha- are aware of dreams that you're not sure if you're awake or, or in a dream. So it could have been a dream. But I, f- I have a memory of being a little kid and waking up and seeing some kind of light outside my parents' window. And that being weird because we lived in the middle of the woods. And so I was like, well... I wasn't freaked out. I was just like, "Well, yep, aliens. There, that, that that must be that must be it." <laughs> oh, and okay. incident know, in Lake since, County. Yeah, like since then, I I know I've had dreams that were really confusing. I was like, "Was I asleep or was I awake?" And trying to find the logic flaw, like, "Okay, that must have been a dream." Yeah, that's that's about that's all I got, so man. The that's o- the closest so thing. The only weird one for me, and it's not much more. It's not much better than that, like, as far as, like, things happening. But I know I was awake for it. That's the thing. I know I was awake. It was the middle of the day. It was the middle of the summertime. And me and my brother were jumping on a trampoline, my little brother. We were both jumping on a trampoline. And we jumped up, landed on our backs, and stayed laying down just staring up. It was a beautiful sunny day in Alaska. Blue skies were in the middle of the woods in Kasilov. And I'm just staring at the sky, and all of a sudden, a a ball. It it was a white circle in the sky. I would say it would be a white globe, globular thing. It was pretty round. It was hard to tell the size of it because it was white and it had nothing that was of definition. I mean, I would, from my perspective, not. <laughs> It, it was, the, from what I could see, it was the size of a golf ball, but it could have been something huge, really high up or something golf ball sized about the size that would look like a golf ball about 20 feet above my head. But it could have been something bigger, way higher up that just looked, I don't know, I couldn't tell, but at a pretty slow speed, just went over our heads. Me and my brother both saw it. This and we thought it was a golf ball. Like there's there was a school about a hundred and sixty yards, hundred and seventy yards from our house, our elementary school, where there's huge big soccer fields and stuff around, and people often drove golf balls on that field, mm-hmm. practice driving. We were like, Okay, someone could have hit a golf ball, but really hard. <laughs> man. Drove a golf ball almost 200 yards over all the evergreen, like over all the spruce trees and birch trees and everything that's between theirs and ours, and then still kept a good speed and good flight of path, like over our heads, over our house, and going still. Like, you know, it it seemed unreasonable, but at the same time, there's I couldn't go any further. But that was the only weird thing that I'm like. Still to this day go, God, I was awake. Me and my brother both saw it. It was this weird white ball that flew over our heads. at a, And it left a reasonable doubt. You, enough of one to go, it didn't act like a golf ball. Like, it, it, it almost moved slow enough that we could tell it was there. Like, I would have been worried a golf ball hit, if it was a golf ball and it was hit hard enough to go 300, 400 yards, it would have probably gone, okay, so we're laying on a trampoline looking up in the sky. We probably only have a 30-foot 
degree of view looking straight up, we probably can't see much more of a span than 30 feet across Yeah, at the peripherals of our vision. Something hit, a golf ball hit hard enough to go 400 yards, 300 yards, would travel 30 feet. I mean, it would really cross 30 feet. It'd have and, to be a lot higher. Well, I, I don't know, higher well, than but, what you thought it would but be. But if it was higher than what we thought it'd be, and it was a golf ball, it wouldn't have been as big as it was in our view. Because it was up there. It, to me, it you looked... You also have a really good eyesight. <sighs> My brother doesn't, and he has horrible eyesight. He has astigmatism. He has 2,200 vision in one eye. He has to wear glasses, and he had his glasses off when he was jumping on the trampoline because who jumps out on a trampoline with glasses on? Yeah. They get broken. This yeah, is strange. So I, yeah. I don't know what it is to this day. I'm not going to say it's anything more because it was it was too small for me to believe. I'm, I'm just thinking that we had a group hallucination. They're not unheard of. Sure, sure. I wonder about that too. See, I, I actually or do, I misremember. Yeah, I actually do have a one like a, a a brief but actually much better story. If I can retract the first one, please be better. I think it was my junior year. Um, it was like probably my most adventurous year in high school with a little more partying and a little less like paying attention. And do you do psychedelic drugs? Uh, y- no, not at that point. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, some of the more garden variety for sure. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember what we would do a lot was we would walk from my best friend's house, which was near the school, to the school late at night and climb up on the roof. Of the school? Of the school, I yeah. did that so many times. And it was like, a, yeah, it was just like kind of a thing you did when you were bored. And there was the, yeah. it was this amazing yep. night of perfect moonlight, you know, where it just looks like you're filmed in a black and white movie. Your life's a black and white movie. And you That's can't, cool. And you can't believe how bright the moon is on that. Like, yes, it's exactly. extraordinarily it's like, lighting up everything well. White it, it's light. as if, yeah, it's as if it's as if it were sunlight, but you lived in a silver and black and white movie it's a it's yeah, one of my there. those are some of my greatest memories is in that time because yep. in alaska when we have I mean, in the winter in the winter when it snows and the grounds because uh-huh. compl- you guys had snow where you live i'm assuming you guys go yeah it depends but, on the winter but yeah i've had plenty of snow but but in those nights like it's white snow and then you have that moonlight reflecting alaska's like, always clear skies when it's cold yeah pretty right. much yeah it's like yeah, so on this night, I mean, it was, you can definitely picture it then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me and the my girlfriend at the time, we went up on the roof and we were just hanging out and, you know, just, I don't know, you're bored and it's, well, we're up on the roof. And we were looking up at the hills and the moon over it. And out of nowhere became what at first we thought was just like an intense um, shooting star. You know, oh, lucky us, we get to see a shooting star. And that's probably all it was, but it was huge. It was like a massive fireball, and we actually had a moment Holy as shit. it disappeared behind. It disappeared behind the hill, and as it went out of vi- out of view, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, we had this moment of like, "Is that going to be that?" Just like a the breath. End. Yeah, is that the end? You know, <laughs> because it was. We were just. It was so quiet, and it was. But it was massive. It was. It was just was it a, fast. That's it awesome. Was, it was actually not that fast. It was like we we, we had a moment. Yeah, we had a moment to be like, whoa, as we watched it dip down behind the hills. And then 
there was just that that breath that intake where you're like is there going to be a mushroom cloud you know right now are we going to die right now and we just kind of broke up laughing you know just cracked up laughing i'm so glad you ended that (laughs) sentence with laughing because i thought you were gonna be like we just kind of broke up (laughs) yeah like Like, after we saw that we were like okay this is this is over i'm sorry but i have better things i'm glad i'm glad it ended with laughing yeah go on no no that's that's the that's the story that's awesome i I ain't got no more do you have a new weird one jason a weird alien a weird any just sighting thing in the sky weird thing so one day i i was probably like seven maybe or eight young and i had like i'd been talking about aliens uh, like i'd known about aliens interested in aliens watched x files all kinds of other shows you know or you know or saw poltergeist and still not like known all the different types of, you know, weird spirits and things. So I was curious, like for all kinds of things like that. So I was actually sick. And one night, um, when I was seven or eight, not, uh, I wasn't laying in my bed. Um, and so I had like, I was laying on the couch, um, and the couch was right by a window. So I was looking out this window and, um, and, uh, I don't know. It was something about maybe it was because I was sick and I had like a fever or I was, you know what I mean? But um, I'm rationalizing it now or at least trying to. But I think I saw um, a reflection of like light and an alien creature. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but it could have very well have been me tired looking at myself in the window and seeing that reflection. You know what I mean? And just but what imagining you saw, things. You what know? you saw, you thought it wasn't just like a light. It was a shape, one a of, those, shape of a, some kind of It's being, almost like being like a person. St- yeah. Well, I was like kind of scared stiff. You know, as soon as I noticed, like, it's almost like when you look at a window and then you like, you see the outline. I don't know. You kind of see, I don't know if I was just seeing what I wanted to see, but the way that, I don't know. I could see everything behind the light and see the sky and see the stars and everything. But um, I don't know. It was weird. It was almost like this alien hologram looking back at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just frozen stiff for a long time. And like, is is this okay? Like, you know, I don't know. Have you ever been there before? I have in dreams. As a kid? Kind of. Like dreams. That's what I mean by dreams that seem like you're awake and it takes a minute to recalibrate and check you know check the facts and realize okay that couldn't have been real but for me that's how those manifest is like i am in my bed so it feels like i just woke up and yeah i see something weird or like probably one of the most terrifying dreams i ever had was i felt a hand on my arm (laughs) oh man and i tried to pull away and i couldn't and, you know, it's just a very quick dream of just being trying to pull away and get in a defensive position or something and couldn't do it, just being totally paralyzed. Frozen. Yeah. Man. And then, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, that didn't happen. But at the moment, you know, the, your bed looks exactly like it does in waking life. Right. Right. Well, it's exactly what your brain would imagine it to be, you know, so it's just like, oh, comfortable. <laughs> and then it's all of a sudden it's like your worst enemy. Oh, my gosh. I have a. Yeah. Dreams are awesome like i don't know i i only have dreams that i really remember i don't remember dreams anymore really that's interesting yeah i 
I dream quite a bit, and it, it's I I don't I know a lot of people have reoccurring dreams, and that's something that I don't have very often. I, I'll have reoccurring um, elements of dreams, but a, a reoccurring dream is not something that happens often. And mm. I my dreams fade away pretty quickly. They feel very immaterial and you know not necessarily significant. Um, but I, I dream with some regularity. I try to, if I have a presence of mind and a little bit of time, I try to write it down. So, so that's I wanna, awesome. I want to. That's really. I want to cool. table dreams real quick. Let's come back to dreams because it, it all correlates to what you guys have just been talking about with the couple of things that just sparked my fucking interest. Um, one, we never. I don't think you ever actually said what your favorite cartoon was. Oh. Um, I, we uh, talked about it and brought it up, and then the conversation just went crazy. And I don't think you ever <laughs> yeah, actually said. said I, but, I thought that too. I'm kind of but, slow. But but check this out. No, it's okay because I looked down to go. Oh my god! When you guys had started talking, that I didn't realize. I realized we hadn't said favorite cartoon, and then I looked down and I had already made a note for myself from way earlier in the podcast that I realized I had made a note for myself. I have a bendy pencil. <laughs> I have one of those pencils that just bends any way you want it to that doesn't break. And I didn't realize I had that pencil until I was looking f- for a pencil. I usually have a pencil because I hate pens. Pencils always write as long as lead not broken. True. So I was looking for my pencil. Couldn't find my pencil. I usually have a Ticonderoga number two. <laughs> Never going to quit. Right. Best Never for deviate. life. Always test. You know, <laughs> Mother always approved. test out. Perfect. Um, <laughs> And then I realized I had a bendy pencil, but you guys were already amidst in conversation when I found the pencil, so I wrote down with it, bendy pencil, because I wanted to make that a note <laughs> to let you guys know that I had it. That's pretty so cool. I recognized that when I went to write the next note, which is, you never said what your favorite cartoon was. Um, it's, you know, I even though I didn't answer the question directly, I, I feel like we covered it because we talked about, uh, we talked about uh, PBS. Um, PBS oh, was my jam. Didn't, that didn't have cartoons. It had oh, yeah. like Arthur. Ar- Arthur was cool. Okay, but but, but I mean, but was I, that your favorite cartoon? Recess. No. I mean, I, I okay. If I had a favorite cartoon, I when you were I, a kid, I do re- so. I do remember begging my grandpa to record VHS tapes of X Men. Nice, um, like the Cartoon Network version. Yeah, the with the. You know the cartoon of where Wolverine has the yellow and yes, the yeah. best ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I and and he what he did, which was actually awesome. It ties back into what you were talking about with Nova. Um, what he did instead of making a big compilation, um, he was very good at making compilations of Reading Rainbow, which was my jam, and Sesame Street, which was huge in my life. But mm-hmm. um, on the tape that was supposed to be Batman and X Men, which is what I wanted, it had one episode of X-Men because I think he fell asleep and it, so it's just like three hours of TV <laughs> and there's a at the at the end there's so much on there there's all these weird cartoons there's an X-Men episode commercial and the commercials in between oh yeah I like I oh wish I wish that this VHS had lasted this long because there are all these great um, commercials for toys from the early 90s it's it's pretty yes. rad. Um, Do you remember the Koosh ball, the the little fucking the the strangly haired little ball that was yeah. like a thing that had the all the little ball. arms on it. Oh, and they had like a little slingshot for it. Oh they yeah, had like totally. a Koosh ball thrower. Well, and like <laughs> this was so old that um, 
there were I remember on this compilation there were commercials for action figures for aliens. For the movie Aliens. Um Oh what? yes. That's cool. And like Oh, what's that girl's name? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Ripley. Like, uh, Ripley. 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 And like all the aliens Ripley. with like the, the the head on the end of the tongue that shot out of the tongue. All that stuff. (laughs) And on the very end was an episode of Nova about prehistoric man. Awesome. So, um, I guess X-Men is what I coveted and craved that all the kids had. Wonderful. I love that. We'll go with that. Um, And then my last note on my pencil before I want to get back to uh, <laughs> the flex pencil, the flex pencil on my pad. The last note I want to get to, we're going to get to the dreams that's on the table. Um, Cause that's amazing. And it kind of leads into dreams. Um, but you guys were talking about, have you ever had one of those experiences where you're kind of like paralyzed and just like, yeah. you think you're dreaming, but you're awake, but you can't really like, mm. I did have one of those and I was like 12 and I had the flu. I was super sick. And had a really bad fever. And I remember I was like laying on the couch in the living room of our trailer, which like, cause I used to live in the lean to of the trailer. So <laughs> lean to, yeah. Cause it leaned to the side of it. Yeah. So <laughs> I live in the lean to the trailer. My, it was my bedroom, but I was, I, I was sleeping on the couch in the living room in the middle of the trailer. So my mom could hear me if I was like having problems or dying or something. And, um, I remember laying there and like trying to sleep and having this horrible fever and being super sick. And I had the radio on and I was just like, just be something in the background. Cause I was like having hallucinations and weird shit. Cause I was, my fever was so bad. Like, 103, 104, 105, super high, crazy fever for being a little kid. And I remember like falling asleep and being ah, dreaming about something crazy. And all of a sudden on the radio, Fly by Sugar Ray came on the radio. And the part that struck through in my dream was, all around the world statues crumble for me and those lyrics like poked through all around i want to show you no hold on where is it Uh, this song poked through i'm just imagining this in the midst of a fever dream i know right being sick this part. I remember that part, and then it gets crazier, and they re- he kind of like re-sings it in different stanzas in the end. And I remember like being in this dream and like having this horrible dream, and all of a sudden that song came on, and I heard those <laughs> things in my dream, and I woke up from the dream, and I remember like waking up and seeing my living room, but like being paralyzed, not being able to move and just being like, like cognizant that this song was playing. And like, I started getting like pumped to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, as the song gets on playing, cause it gets pretty cool later in the end. And everyone's heard this song. Of course they have. Anyways, the music, I dude, never seen the music video before. 
Just even the little clips of it and the blips. <laughs> These girls are like almost twerking. This is kind of weird. Is it? They just look like having fun. They're probably not. There's like a, a waiter, a black waiter in a green coat. It's such a white video. <laughs> well, it's True. funny, like videos of, of bands like Sugar Ray from the late 90s. It, what strikes me about them is that the guys in the band look like guys that you would never think would be in a band these days. Totally, totally. You know, like I'm looking at the lead singer, I'm like, dude, you would never be in a band in, in 2000. He looks like Guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, um, but anyway, so show. <laughs> I remember this song poking through my dream, me being paralyzed, like not being able to move. And then the song getting over and like, I guess... I don't know if this is what happened, but mom's like, oh, your fever broke. So I guess when you get really sick and you have a high fever, something like triggers your fever to break and just you get over this part, bad part of the sickness, you whatever. And so I guess like I had a really bad dream. Sugar, Sugar Ray, Ray broke, came broke through, your fever. broke my fever it's all around the world. Statues crumbled for me and I was better. And so that, that was just that one thing. But let's get back to dreams. <laughs> that and was like, amazing. Yeah. remembering dreams having being ca- like can you awake dream have you guys ever been like like lucid dreaming? lucid dreaming i have the hardest time with that no i i've i've been able to fly in just a handful of dreams throughout my life and um no i'm pretty in it like i i yeah. I, I as soon as i realize it's a dream it, it the fabric of it falls apart for me mm, just Re- being able to go out and do anything in your dream do you- i have no ability i yeah, like I said, I don't even remember my dreams. I only remember a handful of dreams I had. And that's so, just years and years ago. Right. So do you, I guess, Jason, I I, I have two, like two questions. One, Jason, do you, um, do you actually like go to sleep with the intention to remember your dreams? Because we know we all dream. Mm. Oh, yeah. I know so I do. You, do. Do you go like, do you ever like have the intention to try and remember them? I don't know. I think that my dreams are just so much like my real life that I just am doing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just, I'm just a really boring dreamer, dude, and I just don't remember. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, I had a tragic, like, a terrible, terrible dream that I woke up from and, like, a terrible, like, crying fit that I had no idea what was, you know. It was, like, and it was crazy, too, because it was, like, so outlandish. Like, it would never really happen. You know, but it was just like the right age and I was like at the right time, you know, so like, you know, stuck with me. But I don't know. Yeah, I had good dreams. I did have uh, repeating dreams um, when I was way younger, Um, you know, flying dreams or I've had a motorcycle dream actually when I was way too young to even drive a car. You know what I mean? Like crazy. Just being on a freaking motorcycle for, you know. Did that um, come back to you when you got your motorcycle? Right. No, it's kind of like almost like a, I don't know, precognition. Yeah. Of or sorts. Like, yeah. Or yeah, my my spirit needing it. <laughs> cool. I don't know. Um, Desmond, you, my other side of that question, you being cognizant of your dreams, um, do you ever go to sleep or try with the intention to once you realize you're dreaming to be in control? Do you? Do you strive for lucid dreaming or do you just, I mean, pre-thought, pre-method? Um, I definitely no method. And maybe that's the problem is that like 
what happens with me, I get very envious of people who say that they realize they're in a dream and it becomes, you know, their own kind of playhouse where they can fly, they can move shit around. <laughs> That's that really means cool. that that takes such concentration. Yeah, it never happened for me. I, I what happens to me is that I'm having a an amazing dream, like a place that I want to go back to. You know, I, right. I've I've had dreams that have evoked emotions that I've never had in waking life. Yeah. Um for sure. Like, yeah, I have to. Um, so realizing that that's a dream, you know, is, is kind of terrifying. You're like, Oh shit, this is a dream. Like, I don't want to hear that right now. Like I'm going to, and I, so I've, I've strived in the same night. I've strived to get back into the dream. Yeah. Like, I've done that. Being kicked, you know, like kicked out of paradise kind of thing. Like, no, 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 no. This is too way too early. Like I've got a whole life in this dream. You know, right. I want to, I want to really keep going. Good. That's about the closest as I can come to yeah. what you're, you're saying about lucid dreaming. Gotcha. Um, so I, I've, I've explored, I've, I've attempted to explore lucid dreaming. Another thing I've been fascinated with it, fascinated with, I've found, I've I've been pretty like aware of myself dreaming since I've been a little kid, um, and it really takes concentration before sleep. Like yeah. you have to, you have to, you have to, you have to spend some time for myself to like find. You have to, you have to be able to want to fall asleep with the intention that once you're asleep, you dream. And you then lucid dream, and it, it's kind of like a pre-thought thing for real. And you have to—I've never been able to like control things in my dream, but I, the closest I've got is to actually like have a dream. Just—I don't—I don't, I can't tell you what the dream is, but recognize the dream. Yeah, and then be able to just alter the dream. Like, yeah, that's incredible to me. Like, like, that's crazy. Like, that's not, awesome. not like, not like, not like move things around like that, but like, it feels like, you know how sometimes you get deja vu? Have you had, pre, have you ever had strong, All the time. like really strong deja vu to the point oh, yeah. where like you can really almost tell word for word what someone's going to say? This is going to, yeah. Um, I know my brother has said he's had it stronger than I have, but yeah, I've I've had it where for just a couple minutes it it feels like everything everybody says is familiar. You're like, oh, oh but that's yeah, like totally. minutes at a time, not like not like like ten seconds of familiar. You're talking minutes of familiar. Like I think the longest one was maybe two, and it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like the whole time it would be. You know, I would recognize. Well, that was a little bit of deja vu, like little deja vu bombs. So like, oh, huh, deja vu, and then. The next thing that happens, you're like, that. There's another one. There's another. See, one. I've had it so bad where I recognize those and I go, "Oh my god, I bet this happens," and it happens. Yeah. I've had that happen Definitely. for me before for deja I've vu. Had that probability, like being able to spot something in like correlation, like yeah, I can't remember my dream whatsoever. But then again, like I'll just have an instinct that's like something's well, gonna happen with this, well, or I'm gonna watch. So what's crazy or, with that is like, date. So what? What deja vu seems to be is that we recognize that there are traits in human interaction in our daily lives that are repetitive. Right. And it's super easy for our brain to replay these traits. And 
apply emotions that aren't necessarily attached to that trait to them. So we will have like a repetition, like walking through a store or grabbing things off a shelf or driving your car or walking, walking across an intersection or, you know, normal day things. And then you will have emotions that aren't necessarily attached to those actions attached to them. And that's what makes a weird dream for people most of the time. Okay. And then what happens is that will attach to you because it's a weird thing. Your brain did something weird. Cognitive dissonance Away in a way not really but it's it not really anything kind of subconsciously but. and then you will go to have an action and say you're sitting in a restaurant and something weird happens and then all of a sudden you recognize a weird situation like something isn't quite the way it should seem in that interaction it will trigger a sense of deja vu because your brain has dreamt that weird ass shit before well and that makes sense because the last instance of deja vu that i can remember was just at work you know just mundane interactions at work but i was like preemptively guessing what was going to happen or i was recognizing them yeah i mean i've also heard that um deja vu is is a glitch in the matrix and it happens when they of change course, something of, yeah yeah 100 naturally because i mean of we're, course we're living in a simulation oh. i i would go with that flat earth Woo. um <laughs> yeah but but so with with lucid dreaming it's a lot like that Okay. In my experience is having go pl- pre-planning ahead to recognize that when you're in a dream, you're dreaming for one, and then recognizing that it's just a choice. It's just it's just thinking and you're like working out a situation like which route should I take to work to drive this morning? I know that there's two ways that are about the same time, but one usually has a train that crosses the road at sometimes one never has it, but it could be more backed up thinking those two factors, which would, you know, mm. dreaming is like that. Like and so, lucid dreaming, navigating the dream. That way. Right. So the, the best I've been able to do is recognize I'm dreaming and then just like walk around and not follow a specific plan and like a storyline of a dream in a, in a, in a time related sequence kind of open world play, okay. if you will. Um, but not much more than that. Cause it's really difficult. And I've heard that s- other substances help. I've heard that too. Um, something, I guess the closest, because I said, like I said, I, I have been frustratingly, Unable to lucid dream, but the, something related to that, it kind of on the back end is I will sometimes dream of music, and in the dream, because I am so enmeshed in the context of the dream, it makes sense. And I'll give you the best example: was I was listening to what I in the dream I thought was the new Bob Dylan album, mm. and I remember oh. saying to somebody like. Man, he, you know, I know people diss on his new stuff, but he can still crank out just gems that nobody else can think of. Waking up, realizing that was a dream, and being like, that was in my head. Like, that's not a Bob Dylan song. Like, I I wish that I could go back into that dream and mine that song and write it. Yes, because it was totally within it was me, Bob and that Dylan, is so man. frustrating. But it was it's you. like, but it was me. It wasn't Bob because uh, I remember thinking, "Wow, cool!" You know, it was something song. that I would have really wanted to hear. I've been trying to so mine, recogn- mine, recognize those moments and actually 
pull myself out of sleep and record mindfulness yeah, meditation. That's awesome. Have you ever heard of mindfulness meditation? Yeah, yeah. Practicing I have. mindfulness. Yes. Um, really getting into that helps just recognizing states of mind and practicing it long enough will help interact in your subconscious as well. Letting your conscious be present in subconscious practicing that awake will also help to dream. And I haven't done it, you know, but I've heard that, that I, I practice mindfulness meditation, but sure. But I haven't yet found that it's, well, I haven't really yet tried um, in a while to really lucid dream again, but it's it, it's been a while. But I I don't know. I don't think I'm capable of it yet because I haven't had enough time or like enough. I don't know. I always go to bed with the purpose of waking up. You know what I mean? I'll go to bed with the thought of like, I'm going to have this like, new time okay this new time in my self-conscious or my in my subconscious you know what i mean like i'm i'm i go to bed and i'm like okay i got six hours seven hours some nights and then and then i'm waking up and going back to work and then i'm i don't know i think probably what i do is i go to bed with the intention of what i'm gonna wake like i i have a routine before i go to bed every night and in that routine i don't think about dreaming at all I literally am like folding my clothes up and leaving them right by my bed. So I wake up as soon as my eyes open up, I just like throw my clothes on and roll out the door, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. You know? So I think that if I was, and maybe if you feel like you want a lucid dream out there, you know, change your routine and maybe, I don't know, maybe that's what I'll try. Try to go to bed earlier. Go take, take extra time before bed instead of just going to Mm -hmm. crash and take, take an extra 30 minutes and plan Kind of plan your road of sleep mm-hmm. and focus I, on it. Yeah. Well, I do have a routine. So maybe if I, instead of like, as I'm doing what I need to do, fold my clothes, whatever, put everything, make sure it's all ready to go. I mean, be thinking about. Well, no, no, because you're doing other things. What you need yeah. to do is you need to do all of that stuff. Alone time. Do your own routine. Lay down in bed. And then once you're in bed, you're in your prone resting position more or less. That's when you do the mental work. That's when you start doing a little bit of pre-sleep mindfulness to recognize your body, recognize that you're going to sleep, recognize that you're kind of, your systems are more or less going into hibernation mode, recognizing that your pulse is getting lower, recognizing that your breath is getting shallower, doing these things and recognize, you know, that's all there is going to sleep. Yeah. Letting your muscles relax and you're like, and being aware of it, but, but, being mindful of that fact and and trying to only think of that that's the big point in in mindfulness is trying to only think of your breathing concentrate on your breathing and what'll happen every time and and most people will think most people go oh the point of mindfulness is you get a point where you're not thinking about anything no that's wrong it's it's get to a point where you recognize like you're trying to concentrate on just your breath you're trying to concentrate on just your relaxation and all of a sudden your mind start to wander and you start because it will inevitably your mind will start thinking about your day thinking about thinking about everything anyway um so 
the point of mindfulness is to recognize that your mind is wandering, stop the wandering, and come back to the root thing you're concentrating on and starting the process over. By doing that, by catching your brain and starting over, that is being mindful. Yeah, hmm. it's it's like what you just said in so much more detail, the way I understood it to be was getting yourself to a point where you could observe the flow of your thoughts. Yes. Like because you've, you've been focused on breathing, slowing your breathing and trying to make that the focus of your of your concentration. Well said. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> but that that is a huge predecessor to lucid dreaming. Okay. Is getting that level of awake consciousness available to you in like more than once a day. Yeah. I do it at work. I do it I do it when yeah, I, it helps me get through work just well, to take some deep breaths and just kind of like you know push everything else out. Yeah. So I, I do it recharge. Every, I now I've made it a routine for me. I do it every morning I wake up. Mm. It's nine minutes and thirty eight seconds long. Is I I do I do a breathing, just quiet routine for myself every morning. Um, and it's actually, it's actually I've said it before on the podcast, but it's it's guided by Sam Harris. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, he's a he's a neuroscientist philosopher kind of. One of the kind of regarded four horsemen of the atheist, new atheist movement. Okay. Um, but he's he's a really big just kind of philosopher, outward thinker, anti-religious kind of guy, atheist. But but that's not like I don't know. He he he's a pretty smart dude, but he he's super into um super into um meditation anyways right and mindfulness yeah yeah so so he has you can look it up on youtube and he has a guided mindfulness meditation cool it's like nine minutes long i have it downloaded he has his own podcast called the waking up podcast it's on itunes it's on everywhere else maybe that's where i've heard it because i've heard of that podcast as well the waking up podcast yeah great i listen to it it's amazing um the very first episode of the waking up podcast is his guided meditation um and i listen to it every morning I do it before my day. It really helps for just calmness and centeredness through the day, man. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. So I'm going to look that up. Do it. Anyways, um, I know you got to run. I know we have stuff we got to go do. Dude, yeah. And we've gone on for quite a while. Oh, we had yeah. stuff before, but. No, dude. It was a great this episode. Was, this was awesome. I can yeah. safely say that you guys took me on a journey through time and stuff it was <laughs> yeah, pretty dude, great thank you for I, I was coming so with stoked us. to be here and well, chat with you guys we 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 got so talking about such good topics in the end that that means you just have to come back it's and true. we have to continue the conversation right? and just hit the the part like there's so much we didn't even get to finish talking about we could elaborate more see i, I didn't even know you could be a repeat guest. oh yeah you could be oh, a repeat oh, offender. oh yeah so I, so oh, yeah so I'm all about here. that. Uh, we have a, another local Portland musician, um, artist guy, Twitch Silverback. He's on next um, next week, and then we're having our first return guest, which is my kind of brother-in-law and also musician Josh Kempa. He's back on the podcast um, at the last episode last week of G- April. So we're in April. So yeah, so yeah, we need to have you back on, man, because great conversation, yeah, man. We just yeah. chapter two is going to be even better. Yeah, we're going to go support Portland local music right now. We're going to go see High Five Danger, Ian. and Ian's other band. Yeah, and all those dudes. Yeah, so that's what we're going to go do. 
We'll have a good night. A little night. bit of drumming. You should have a good night. Thank you for enjoying A Journey Through Time and Stuff. We're excited. <laughs> All right. Anyways, everybody. <laughs> we love you. And good night. 